ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله ونبيه وصفيه وحبيبه بلغ الرساله وادى الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في سبيل الله حتى اتاه اليقين وتركنا على المحجه البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها الا هالك فاللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الاولين وصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الاخرين وصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الملا الاعلى الى يوم الدين وصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد في كل وقت وحين وعلى اله الاطهار وعلى اصحابه الاخيار وعلى اتباعه الابرار الى يوم الدين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وبعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وان خير الهدي هدي سيدنا ومولانا رسول الله وان شر الامور لمحدثاتها فكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار I get asked a lot why do bad things happen to good people? And I've been thinking about this question this week and the challenge in answering that question is that there are f- certain assumptions that people have whether they are aware of them or not when they ask that question. So really it's a two-part question. Why do bad things happen to good people? Meaning, you know, people are living their life, they're working hard, uh they're doing the things that they're supposed to, this is what 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 people mean by this they're doing the things they're supposed to do uh but they have difficulties in their families they have difficulties with their spouses they have difficulties at work they have difficulties with their children or something bad happens uh they get some kind of sickness or somebody close to them dies or a child dies or a parent dies or 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 so i thought about it and i'm going to take a stab at it so i think there are four things that are assumed in the question before we answer the question the four things that are assumed or the four things that we need to understand first rather is what is good and what is bad that's right as sunni muslims we believe one of the articles of our faith in in our islam as sunnis is that good and bad is defined by what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala determines is good and bad vis-a-vis this world and the next Many times rationally we can understand what is good and bad. If I took a young child, you know, if a young child was misbehaving in Sunday school and I beat them with a stick, everyone would in the mosque would say this is bad. 
And we say, why is that bad? You said, it's just obviously. We say that word, obviously it's bad. So there are some things that instinctively we know are bad. We don't do that. And there are some things that are instinctively we know that are good. If you see somebody that's having difficulty, they're older or they're disabled or something like that, you help them cross the street, you help them in the mosque, you get a chair for them. We would all say that that's good. And if your child did that, you would be very proud. You'd be like, MashaAllah, you know, my child is, is the example of, you know, this is my tarbiyah. Right? We take all, we always take the, uh, the, the, the claim if it's good. And then if it's bad, we say he's his mother's uh, <laughs> child or, or the other way around. So there are some things that we know are, are good and some things we know are bad. But why do we make tawaf counterclockwise? Why is that the way we make tawaf? Why is dhuhr four rakahs and maghrib is three? Why are the dhuhr and asr prayer silent, but then the maghrib and the isha and the fajr are out loud? Why do we, uh, if you're a woman, why do you make up the fast of Ramadan that you miss because of your cycle, but you don't make up the prayers? Etc. all of these questions. There is no rational explanation of why this is this way or why this is good or why is it. Why don't we eat pork, for example, people ask. Even though if you see the way chickens, uh, some, some of the chickens are, they're even more filthy than the pig. So does that mean that the pig, therefore, is cleaner so we should... No, we don't because we obey. We hear and we obey. Because it's religion. This is not a code that we're writing for a software. This is not a uh, you know, business manual or an operating procedure that has to have some sort of decision tree. This is faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, the Prophet informed, and we hear and we obey. Which is why, and I, this, I spent a little bit too much time on this, but why the, in Sunni Islam, our, our creed teaches us that good and bad is defined by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us is good and bad in this world and in the next. Sometimes we rationally understand, sometimes we don't. The second point is that when we ask this question, why do bad things happen to good people, we, we have to keep in mind the relativity of time. Time with us is not the way that time will be experienced Yom Al-Qiyamah. One day with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an informs us, is like several thousand of the days, or one hour with Allah is like seven, several thousand of hours that we experience in this world. And that is why in the Qur'an, one of the motifs that is frequently mentioned is that when we die, and then we are asked by the angels that receive us, how long was your life? We say, يَوْمًا أَوْ بَعْدَ يَوْمٍ It was like a few minutes. So when we get there, all, and all of us will experience this, we will see all of this life has been like two or three minutes, relative to the way time is experienced there. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is outside of this dimension of time. This is something that the human, that the created will experience. So time is relative. And if that's too complicated for you to understand, then at least you can understand that if I asked every one of you or any of you after Jummah, how is this week for you? You could summarize the entire week in a few thoughts yourself. You can remember what you did this whole week, or maybe you forget some of it, but you will recall it in an instant. So time is relative. And we know that now is one of our scientific facts and Einstein and all of these theories, the theories of relativity, etc. So we can understand. And there are actually, this is where, where drama helps because there are many movies that have this as a motif that help us understand, even if it's dramatically, the relative nature of time. 
The third thing is that when we ask this question, why do bad things happen to good people? We assume that there's a certain trajectory of life. If you are good, then all good things will happen. And if you are bad, all bad things will happen. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't tell us that in the Quran. Allah created death and life to test you. Who amongst you will be best in their action, in their conduct? The Prophet ﷺ informed us that those that have the most test are the Prophets and those closest to the Anbiya. So the fact that you are a quote-unquote good person does not necessitate that you will lead a quote-unquote good, easy life. So the question assumes that we have this trajectory. And I remember when I was in college, and I was pre-med like all uh, Arab uh, immigrant, ch- children of immigrant parents, I was pre-med. And I remember that was, the, that was what we really believed this. Work hard in college, get good grades, study for the MCATs, get into medical, good medical school. What will happen after that? You will get a good wife. Forget about work. You'll get a good wife because they will see that you are worthy, i.e. money-wise, and then you have a good life. And whether our parents uh, said this explicitly or implicitly, we actually believed this. And I remember when I actually went to medical school, which is, we don't have to talk about what that's part of my life. I remember I was surrounded by people like that. I thought, I was, I, was, I thought it was an immigrant thing. Everybody that comes from the sciences, and you know, they work so hard, so they work so hard, they studied so hard, so they got to medical school, so they have this deep down belief that they are the ones that got themselves to medical school. But I used to work in the admissions office, and I handled thousands of applications. And I know that you know, there were many eligible people. There are a lot of other factors that get you there. And people that were with me in the class, they also had that assumption. We made it. If we work hard, you know, we'll get to a, a good match. And if we get a good match, we'll get to a good hospital, and you know, the rest of life will be easy. So there is this implicit understanding, assumed bias, that life goes like this, if you work hard, all good things happen, and if you're bad, all bad things happen. And the fourth introductory point is we have to remember the importance that patience plays in part of our religious and spiritual life. Allah Ta'ala tells us about patience, فَاصْبِرُوا كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُوا الْعَزْمِ مِنَ الرُّسُلِ Be patient the way that the great prophets were patient before you. So even in the Judeo-Christian tradition, we also have this expression, the patience of Job. Ayyub alayhi salam is an expression of patience. In our own prophet alayhi salatu salam, all of the things that he had to uh, deal with, and all of the challenges and assassination attempts, and garbage that was thrown on him, and people that cursed at him, and people that spit in his face, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, children that threw stones at him until his feet bled, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but he was patient. And he asked Allah to forgive those people and prayed that maybe one day from them will come believers. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So these four, good and bad, uh, relativity of time, the assumed trajectory of life and patience can help us understand why do bad things happen to good people. So ultimately, when we pass from this world into the next, Everything that we have dealt with in this life will feel like a matter of moments. So all of the calamities that we experience in this life, all of the difficulties, all of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the sorrow, all of the tragedy that we have, it will be like you press the elevator button and the elevator just didn't open up fast enough. 
because it will be relative to what you are facing at that moment, which is eternity. That we will reside, inshallah, in paradise forever, eternity, without time. So when we look back, we will see that was really nothing. That thing that I, that I was concerned about, that thing that hurt me, that thing that upset me, it was really nothing. Which is why when people have a conflict together, sometimes if you just separate them and you give them time to cool down, we even say, listen, let them cool down, they will look back and be like, you know, that was... Uh, they laugh about it. And then they become friends. Allah says, it is maybe that two of you were fighting, you were enemies. But then Allah caused the tension to dissolve and now you are best friends. Many of us have experienced this type of exp- uh, relationship in our life. So our calamities will be like that because time is relative. But then if we... Other, sometimes that's not people that are going through a tragedy that's hard for them to hear. So let us look at just this life, in the life that we experience now. A tragedy, a calamity, a bad thing that has happened. Inshallah, we are all good people. The ulama teach us there are two ways to look at this. One, the question is to ask, have you done something wrong to bring this on yourself? In other words, are you saying your prayers? Are you fasting your Ramadan? For those that earn, are you paying your zakah? Are you treating your parents, for those of us who have parents that are alive, right? For those of us who have parents that have passed, are we praying for our parents? So the the first question is, is there a ma'asiyah? Have we done something wrong? Why do we ask this question? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah says, we will let them taste from the smaller punishment. Instead of the larger punishment, perchance, perhaps, they will come back. So that calamity that we complain from, that quote-unquote bad thing that we complain from, if we are, if we have, are for short in our, you know, moral life, is actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's manifestation of mercy on us as a wake-up call. As a wake-up call to go back. As a wake-up call to repent. You know, in one of our prayers, many of us, we don't know this because we live in this area, but one of the prayers is the rain prayer, the prayer for rain. Salatul istisqa. If there's a drought or there's no rain and you know, crops are suffering, we have this thing called salatul istisqa. And when you read in the past, in like medieval times, the people that performed this prayer... The description is almost as if it was Yom Al-Qiyamah. First of all, you have to wear your clothes inside out. It was very odd. So you, you break your nafs. So you take your clothes, you put them inside out, and you put them on so everyone looks really funny, right? And that's the point, so that we are humiliated. And then the imam gives this khutbah, and it's all this massive collective tawbah, pleading to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our shortcomings. Because the underlying belief in that prayer is that our sins, we are a result of this. Ya Allah, lift this punishment from us. Ya Allah, lift this curse from us. Ya Allah, lift this difficulty from us. Ya Allah, we repent and we turn to you. And then it starts raining. Because there's an idea when something quote-unquote bad happens, the first question is, did I do something to bring this on myself? And even though it's difficult, we call it tough love in English, even though it's difficult, 
this is actually Allah's mercy on us. Because I would much rather have the difficulty now than face the difficulty Yawmul Qiyamah. On the day in which nobody's going to help you. Everyone's going to be, even your own parents, you'll say, nafsi, nafsi. See how much you would do for your child, for those of us that have children, or for those of us that don't but have parents, how much our parents have sacrificed for us, that they would do anything for us. They would go through hell for us in this world. But on that love, on Yom Al Qiyamah, nafsi, nafsi, myself, myself. يَوْمَ تَدَعَ كُلُّ ذِي حَمْلٍ حَمْلَهَا وَتَرَ النَّاسَ سُكَارَ وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَ On that day it is so intense that a pregnant woman she'll have a miscarriage just out of the fright. And you will see the people if they are intoxicated. But they are not intoxicated. But Allah's punishment is severe. So I would much rather take it now. If it's a little bit of difficulty now and if it's a test now, I'll take it. Allah forgive me, this is actually Allah's mercy on you. So that the bad thing actually is the silver lining. Because it's an opportunity for you to go back. Why? Because you know that it's this life and the next. It's not just now that matters. And sometimes it's hard for us to see that. But really, this is just a, ma- a, a short amount of time. So that's on the decision tree. So did I, did I do something wrong? Yes. Then therefore, this is Allah's mercy on me. So Allah has manifested with His rahmah which is a completely different understanding than quote-unquote something bad happening. Let's say I haven't done anything wrong. I'm young. Uh, I'm doing all my prayers. I'm, doing all, I'm trying the best I can, etc., etc. But this quote-unquote bad thing has happened to me. So what is this bad thing? It's an ibtila. The way Allah says. It's a test. It's an opportunity for me to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is takhfif. It is a lessening of my sins in this world for the hereafter because no one's perfect. Even if you're a quote-unquote good person, who knows what we have done that we can't remember, or we're not aware of, or we haven't made tawbah from. So even if something bad happens, and we're quote-unquote the good people, which inshallah all of us are, it is also Allah's mercy on us that this happens now, on not on Yom Al-Qiyamah. And that this is the way of the Anbiya. None of us will claim that we are better, or smarter, or greater than the Prophet wasallam. I mean, if there is, then that's a problem in and of itself. But we know that. So the things that he had to deal with, the calamities that he had, all of his children died in his life except one. His one protector, who, whom gave him all of his children, Lady Khadija died at the most you know, difficult, inopportune time. When he needed her the most, السلام, she passes. His own people kicked him out of his home. And he fled Mecca to Medina. His own uncle tried to kill him numerous times. But yet he would stand in the evening and he would pray until his feet were swollen and throbbing. And he would say, Should I not be a thankful servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So he saw that his life was a life of, he was a gracious, full of gratitude. He was thankful. He saw the opportunity. He saw the closeness and that gave him more certainty in his mission because he knew that for, to do what he did, and Allah is not asking us to do what he did, but to do what he did, that there will be resistance, that there will be difficulty, that there will be loss. Allah says we will test them uh, with loss of life. مِن نَقْصِ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ We will give them a test that we will economically test them 
We will test them in life, maybe their life or their loved ones or their children or their parents. But give glad tidings to those who are patient. When a calamity happens, they say to Allah, we belong and to Him we return. So immediately they see that that quote-unquote bad thing comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can lift that. And only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can come to your assistance ultimately. Of course we have to work and we have to do and we have to plan and we have to uh, seek assistance with, with things of this world. Of course this does not negate that. But our belief is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lift this. So therefore why do bad things happen to good people? Because this is the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this world. We will all be challenged at some level. And the closer your rank to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more the challenge will be. The more the test will be. Look at people that, that only want this world. People that work, that uh, start businesses. The competition in business, the higher your goals are, your business goals, the greater the competition, the greater the threat. You know, people, they commit corporate espionage. And I have seen this in my own little world. I have seen this. People trying to steal ideas from other people under false pretenses. The competition out there is unbelievable. So if this is the way of the world, quote-unquote, the way of the wolves, as they say, the sharks, right? shark tank, the sharks, if this is the way of the business world, then why don't we accept it in our life in general? That there is also difficulty. That there will also be the greater your rank is, therefore the greater your test will be. It's the same general concept. The higher your aspirations, the more you will be tested. Because the world, Allah has a way of weeding out those that are serious in their claims versus those that are not serious in our claims. But if we can remember this brief discussion, we will see that ultimately all of this is from Allah's mercy on us. And always an opportunity for us to gain rank with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ وَلِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. So few announcements before the du'a. Azura, who's a Sunday school student's grandfather, Qalib Muhammad Ismail in Bangalore passed away. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa taala for مغفرة and رحمة إن شاء الله and for all of those that have passed in our community. Uh, the senior club lecture by Dr. Shanavaz on digestive health will be at 10 o'clock tomorrow. I'm assuming that's in the morning, 10 o'clock a.m. Yeah. 10 o'clock a.m. in the morning. And then the senior club yoga every Tuesday at 11.30 to 12.30. Uh, tonight's halaqa will be at 7 o'clock. We're continuing with the seerah. And then uh, Sunday's halaqa with tarif at 6.15 in the morning, inshallah. With that, we conclude. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his forgiveness and for his mercy. Uh, specifically for those who have passed in our community uh, in the recent uh, recent months, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah upon all of those who have passed in our community and the extended uh, ICCP family. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to descend on their graves with His light and with His mercy and with His forgiveness. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us the pious descendants of those who have passed away that we can continue to ask for their forgiveness. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless uh, our parents, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our children. 
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless and protect our community. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to Him in the best of ways. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us from His wrath to His mercy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts with the light of faith and with the beauty of the faith, the beauty of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَاللَّهُمَّ هَدِنَا فِي مَنْ هَدَيْتْ اللَّهُمَّ عَافِنَا فِي مَنْ عَافَيْتْ وَتَوَلَّنَا فِي مَنْ تَوَلَّيْتْ اللَّهُمَّ بَارِكْ لَنَا فِي مَا أَعْطَيْتْ وَقِنَا وَاصْرِفْ عَنَّا شَرَّ مَا قَضَيْتْ اللَّهُمَّ انْقِلْنَا مِنْ دَائِرَةِ سَخَطِكْ إِلَى دَائِرَةِ رِضَاكْ وَافْتَحْ عَلَيْنَا فُتُوحَ الْعَارِفِينَ بِكْ اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين واحشرنا تحت لواء نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم يوم القيامة اللهم اسقنا من يده الشريفة شربة ماء لا نظمأ بعدها أبدا ثم أدخلنا الجنة بغير حساب ولا سابقة عقاب ولا عتاب ومتعنا بالنظر إلى وجهك الكريم في جنات الخلد يا رحيم اللهم ارحم حينا وميتنا وحاضرنا وغائبنا وارفع أيدي الأمم عنا وأقمنا بالحق وأقم الحق بنا وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصل اللهم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وأقم الصلاة إن الصلاة كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا